Hello, hello to all you beautiful earth angels, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, July 22nd, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, and certified angel therapy practitioner, and you're now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics, and we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. And you can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or your Skype keypad if you would like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you will be in the queue. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash internationalangels. Today we have a very special and fascinating guest. Her name is Marilyn Redmond. She's an international speaker, award-winning writer, international author, consultant, columnist, therapeutic hypnotist, and she also does past life therapy and is a member of the International Board for Regression Therapy. She's also an ordained minister for spiritual counseling, and in addition, she gives readings as a psychic medium, tarot card reader. She also channels masters, guides, and archangels, Jesus, Mother Mary, God, and other higher consciousness. And she's also an artist and loves to create art that focuses on angels and portraits, and that's by commission. So welcome to the show, Marilyn. So thank you for having me. Yes, I was reading your bio, which, I mean, I barely have scratched the surface of really your accomplishments, so... And that's, that's a lot of things. That's a mouthful with barely scratching the surface. So as you can see, we're very blessed to have this wise, wise woman who has done a lot of work on herself and in the world and started out with a very challenging upbringing and came through to the other side to be able to help and teach others move through challenges as well. So our topic today is we have how we have the choice to move into a better life of grace and leave this misery and anguish behind. And um, you wrote, through, experience of facing, through experiences of facing the truth about myself, I am set free from the illusions. So tell us about your journey and how, and a little about that topic. What, what inspired you to ha- talk on that topic? Well, it kind of starts back uh, in that I, because I was raised in such a dysfunctional, alcoholic, mentally ill family, uh, life was pretty miserable. Uh, I tried suicide several times. My husband tried to kill me, you know, uh, s- several times. And finally I said, God, please help me. I really don't want to die. And life changed. And what happened was uh, things started opening up spiritually for me that I was never aware of. Uh, one of the few things that started it was my aunt had passed away through suicide, and she was the only kind, loving person in my life in those days, and growing up especially. And I was so worried about um, what was going on because the churches, of course, don't talk, or, you know, you're not supposed to commit suicide. So I was very concerned because I'd lost my only anchor, you might say. And she mm-hmm. came to me in an, I guess you'd say, apparition, vision and so wanted me to know that she was okay and there was no hell 
but she was unhappy that she'd followed through her husband. My uncle had died of cancer, and he wanted her to come join him in spirit, so she did. And she was sorry that she did because she discovered she has to come back and finish that life out that she didn't complete her script that she'd written of what she planned to accomplish for spiritual growth in that life. And so she has to come back and revisit that life and continue it until all the different parts are completed and she can move on in her spiritual growth. So in in talking to my aunt in spirit, what opened the door to my talking to angels, opened my door to talking to uh, masters, guides, ascended beings, people passed over, and... uh, Getting, then I, from there I started getting training so that I would have the uh, tools necessary to go along with it for spiritual counseling and to help people understand a bigger picture of what's really going on with us because we have been living in an illusion of fear. We're fear-based people. We've been programmed through culture and churches, religion, and the media, the movies, you, you know, the violent television shows and video games, all that is per- on purpose. To keep us in fear and that's the illusion and what can we do to move out of the fear-based life into a love-based life and that's what my book paradigm busters reveal the real you is all about is the steps we can take to remove all the negative energy influences from our past which includes past lives clean out all that old baggage and replace it with the love and grace of god so we can move into a higher consciousness. Some people call it grace. Some people call it ascension and different parts of growing into higher consciousness. I developed this chart that shows the different vibrations as you move into higher and higher consciousness. The Bible described it as Jacob's ladder. But we can move out of our fear into a love-based life, which is you know, happy, joyous, and free of our ego. And we don't have to live in that illusion of misery and pain anymore, we can be returned back to our source and have that wonderful uh, heaven on earth. It feels like heaven on earth today. Mm, that's amazing. So when you cried out for help, God, I don't want to die, and then what was it that, so did, was your first metaphysical experience your aunt visiting you, or what was it that happened that really caused your spiritual awakening other than you hit rock bottom and asked for God's help did you have a book did you just have a knowing or how did you start opening your eyes to the possibility of moving out of misery and and the illusion of fear and moving into a life of joy yeah in my case um I was raised in a family with mental illness and alcoholism and uh so I was caught up in that for umpteen years and uh when you have a bottom, my husband, in this case, my husband was trying to kill me one more time, and I called out for help. Within days, well, actually, God pulled him off the highway so we wouldn't have a front-end collision, head-on collision, which is what was his intent at the time. Wow. With, within uh, days, he ended up in AA and told me I should go to Al-Anon Good wives of alcoholics go to Al-Anon, and in my going to Al-Anon treatment, family program treatment, they intervened me for addiction. I did not know I was addicted to the Valium the psychiatrist had given me, and one drink and one pill is six times the effect. And what had happened over time is my liver was in such bad shape that they told me I was in the last stages of alcoholism. So oh, my I. Goodness. 
or to pick up to drink would be to die, basically. And so I have not relapsed since I have 34 years of sobriety this week. And I haven't had a a prescription for 18 years because prescriptions work just like alcohol on the physical part of the body. So one is not really any different than the other. And it was when I stopped all prescriptions, because I'd already stopped the alcohol, when I stopped all prescriptions, then I literally catapulted into seeing a higher consciousness that I had not been able to. I'd gone to church for 50 years, but I sat in the pew, and inside I was dying. I had not been mm-hmm. able to. I hadn't been able to integrate what church was even trying to tell me. And, of course, I know today that not everything that they said is actual. Uh, so I had to sort the truth from the false. But in doing that, you go through in the 12-step programs, you go through getting rid of all your old baggage. And when you go through releasing all the fear, guilt, shame, you were mentioning guilt earlier when we were talking. I'm guilt-free today. I'm fearless. Uh, all of that's part of the illusion. And I don't have to buy mm-hmm. into it anymore. Uh, There's nothing wrong with me, and there never was. But the people, the culture wants us to think that because then they can control us, and it's about mind and and causing us to be good little victims for their efforts. And um, so I'm free to be myself today, and I don't have to buy into the old ideas that caused me to be a good little victim. Uh, My award-winning article that I one internationally was titled All-Time Victim. That's where I came from. <laughs> All-Time Victim. Yeah, and that's yeah. It, and I, I mean, mean, it, it is. Even being gives... a vi- Sorry, hmm? go ahead. I was going to say, even being a victim is kind of like an addiction to just the wah, 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 and you get energy. It's like a fix, like like alcohol or drugs give you kind of a high. When you complain, you wouldn't believe what happened, this happened and that happened, and the people give you energy, like, you know, it feels like a drug a little bit. So that's also something you can be addicted to. Well, in my case, I didn't know there was even an option or a choice until I got to treatment. And it's like there's a st- old story that's in my book. I have actually ten books on Amazon. But in Paradigm mm. there's a story about an Indian chief talking to his grandson, and he talks about the two wolves inside and one wolf is fear, guilt, shame, jealousy, envy, those characteristics. And the other wolf <clears throat> is love and gratitude, joyfulness, happiness, abundance. And the grandson thinks for a minute and he said, there's two wolves battling inside, which wolf wins? The Indian chief says, the one you feed. When you feed. Yes, that's a good one. It's so true. And I saw there was a meme on on Facebook that said, instead of do not feed the bears, it said do not feed the fears. (laughs) I love that. So what we give attention to grows. And if we're going to give attention to the illusion and the guilt and the fear, it just grows. And that's why people, I have a lot of friends who have been processing, processing, processing all the time. And it gives so much attention to the character flaws and what's wrong that you're basically stopped from going forward with your life purpose and shining because you feel you're never there, you're never good enough. So one of the things I do pride myself on is being perfectly imperfect and going forward, even though I have a lot of work to do left on myself, with love and patience, I still it doesn't stop me from just doing other stuff, <laughs> like going forward and shining and working on my strengths and being a leader. 
And I well, think one that's of important. the things that people aren't always aware of is you can intellectually talk about all this stuff, but until you emotionally feel that feeling you're releasing and it flows out so the love and grace can replace it, it's an emotional energy change has to happen for it to become permanent. So otherwise mm. it's just it's uh, an intellectual, but it's not based in reality. So that's why I like doing my therapeutic hypnosis. We go down to the root cause of when did you feel that way for the first time, and we change it and resolve it with loving resolution, and you become a love-based person, and it's no longer the tail wagging the dog. Mm, Yeah. So when you were talking about your aunt passing away and – how she got there and she was upset that she had to come back. It's almost as though, you know, have you ever played Trivial Pursuit when you have to get the five pies and then you can win the game? Um, It's almost like we have to do a certain amount of things to clear up a certain amount of issues or whatever it is. It's almost like the game, the interactive video game or board game we call life. Um, and, And if you commit suicide, it's sort of like you just say, the questions are too hard, I can't do it, and you throw the board up in the air, and then you find out you have to just start at the beginning. Um, the way you were just saying that was kind of interesting. I've never heard it described quite that way, but that's what came to mind. Oh, well, what I know is we're energy fields, and, you know, we're manifested spirit is what we are in in the physical form. And so just dealing with your life in this lifetime is just part of the question. It's what happened to you in your past lives, and that has to be cleaned up so that you're cleaning up all the past energy and we're here on Earth at this time in history because this is the first time everybody is coming into a higher consciousness. The photon belt is giving us enough higher energy, which is the Christed energy. We can all ascend out of the illusion, out of the past fear, fear-based uh, culture that we've been, my daughter calls it programmed, we've been programmed in. And we can leave it for the first time. It's your choice to be willing to open your heart and receive that love and to share that love, because God is energy in expansion, and when you share love, you feel good, and that's what people call God. So if we mm-hmm. can clean out all that old energy and share the truth and the love with others, that's how we move beyond. Yes. So how did you start doing um, psychic and tarot readings and channeling masters? Was that courses or... Well, I was very, very fortunate to have a teacher. I believe today he was a master, but he didn't call himself that. And we, my boyfriend and I went up religiously. Every time he had class, every other week we drove. I'm actually south of the airport and south of Seattle. And my teacher was actually north of Seattle, so it was really quite a drive. But every other week we, you know, intently, religiously went to his healing program well he channeled a spirit doctor and if people were sick or whatever he would be able to bring in the spirit doctor and heal them and while you're sitting in that seance environment you are being acted on by your masters and your spiritual guides and your spiritual entourage and your energy is being lifted in that environment it's a very special like a holy place and we went consistently for quite a few years, and through his tutelage with classes and so forth, <clears throat> I was able to start channeling. <clears throat> and <clears throat> my first 
channel, he, he told me the first channel I would do would be Archangel Ariel. And then I uh, found myself in an, another class for channeling, <clears throat> and uh, he encouraged us. And so we were doing practice. We were calling them sittings, and we would practice with each other for channeling. And then I started bringing in St. John from the Bible, John the Divine, he likes to be called. And then one thing just led to, I started channeling on a regular basis, and uh, St. Germain started showing up. I'd already been in touch with Archangel Michael from several situations I'd had, but I wasn't really channeling. He was connecting with me with information. So um, I was already in touch with that energy, and it started to grow. More and more archangels started coming in. I'm in touch with Archangel Raphael and Archangel Gabriel, St. Germain on a daily basis. Archangel Michael is with me on a daily basis. And mm. Jesus showed up right after my divorce. And um, the first time he showed up, it scared the dickens out of me because I didn't even know that could happen. And then mm-hmm. when he showed up again in my kitchen and we were talking, and I said, well, i got to run off to a meeting. Would you want to get in the car and we'll just continue our talk? So he's been with me off and on now oh, for these many 30-some years. And uh, a lot of times when I'm driving around, he's sitting in the passenger seat. So, you know, <laughs> and I Did went to um, the Bassett Lords on a trip with the Edgar Casey group of people. We've traveled all over to spiritual sites around the world. And Mother Mary showed up at the Bassett Lords, and uh, she also showed up when I was at Easter Island. And we were friends, she and I, when we were little girls in the Essenes in a past life, which was when Jesus was alive. And that mm-hmm. was a girlfriend of mine. I painted her picture of what, what that looked like. And then when I went to um, the Bassett Lords, she became my heavenly mother, God became my heavenly father, and she became my heavenly mother. Well, when you're raised in mental illness and your parents can't love you, you're always looking for loving parents, and uh, Mm -hmm. they became my loving parents, and so I've been very blessed. I have a very wonderful spiritual family. They're my entourage, and we go around together, and and when I write my books, they're giving me the answers. When I do the counseling, they're giving me the answers. I um, had a client in a chair one day, and I was working in regression with this person, and I came kind of to a block, and I said to my angel, and I said, "Uh, what am I supposed to do next? And she told me. I said, oh, that makes perfect sense. And then off we went, and we finished the procedure that this woman needed. So they're with me, helping me all the time. Yeah, beautiful. So what did, like, Daniel the Divine or Jesus, do they have any opinions on what has happened with the Bible being translated 16 times from its original because the book I when I'm through writing the book I'm writing now, which is my spiritual experience, is how angels have literally physically appeared in my life. Okay. So mm-hmm. the next book I'm writing is exactly about what you just mentioned. There's been a lot of distortion and misunderstanding, misinterpretation, part of it on purpose. And that's the next book. I've been doing research on that now for some time. Uh, to straighten out what part of the Bible is, you know, the Bible has a lot of truth in it, but you have to sort it out. God mm-hmm. is positive. 
energy. Edgar Casey called it the creative forces, which is a, probably the closest to what you could, if you try to put a, an identification to it. And and so the creative forces are all positive. It's it's an energy that supports you in everything that you're doing. That energy is in you. That's why you're alive. It's in the trees, the grass, the frogs, the animals. You know, everything has God's energy or that energy of love, which is really what it is. And and so mm-hmm. uh, when you get in touch with that, uh, you start to realize that if it isn't love, it's not of God and it's not real. So there's a lot of parts in the Bible that are not positive. They're not loving, and that is the part that isn't real. So to sort separate the truth from the faults of what is there, there's a lot of wonderful information that has really helped me in many ways. But there's also information there that keeps people in a state of fear, wrath, anger, that kind of thing is not real. God loves us all. We're his children, and we're created in his image of love. And Anything other than that is not real. So don't, to, don't buy into the guilt because it's not real. Mm-hmm. God loves you no matter what happens. And guilt and shame is like such what what you what we're being controlled by guilt and shame and kept small and kept out of our power. Now, why would that want to be happening? Is there, there someone the, wanting? Ever since Atlantis, there's been a force that wants to control the the planet. Uh, so that they're the ones running the show, and that's basically what's going on with politics right now. It's a war between the light and the dark. The light is, light is winning, however. Um, so we've been under thousands of years of, of this controlling type of uh, messages to keep us where they want us, and, uh, you know, so everything that happens is usually for the elite or the cabal, whatever you want to call them. It's always for their uh, best mm-hmm. interest at, at our loss. And, you know, when you talk about shame, I've been through a lot of sexual abuse, and I had to realize I'm just as good as anybody, and that didn't spoil my worth. I'm still a worthy person. No matter what happened, I can come through it and see how sick those people were, and I mm-hmm. don't I don't have to buy into being a shameful person anymore. It's like mm-hmm. a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill. If you tear it up or uh, you know crumple it up or what or cut it or whatever, it's still worth a hundred dollars, even if it's been through the mill as I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the value hasn't yeah. changed. Your value has never changed. And when we can grow yeah. back into it and see that we can accept the perfect love of God and know we're dearly loved, all the rest just fades away. Yeah, I love that. So you almost died 12 times. So one of those times was when your liver was really compromised with the Valium and alcohol. But what are some of the other times you almost died? That's a lot of times to almost die. It is, right. Uh, in fact, I'm kind of putting them, I'm, that's what this current book's going to be about. Well, I had an experience where, well, this happened actually twice, where I went off mountain cliffs. Um, The first time I went off the cliff at the Grand Canyon, and fortunately there was a piece of property jutted out from the side of the cliff, about a 40-foot drop of land that extended out, and we went off. It was snowing and icy and the other car coming towards us was taking the middle of the road because you couldn't see where the center line was because of the snow and ice. 
And so we went, tried to be on the, the shoulder. Well, as my husband was pulling to the shoulder, we slid. When you put on the brakes and I said, you know, you can slide. So the car mm-hmm. started to turn upside down, and immediately I felt hands grip wow. the car and turned as there was, I, I knew immediately there's six sets of hands, angels are are holding us. And we are turned upside down very slowly, like slow motion t- a movie. And they gently put us down on this jetted out land below the edge of the cliff of the Grand Canyon. It was at the south end of the canyon. And and when the ranger was there looking at the, you know, our, the top of the station wagon was all crunched in and, and it was, you know, a mess. And we got out without a scratch. And he's, and he's you know, looking at that car and looking at us and he says, we've never had an accident that bad where everybody walked out without being hurt. They'd already sent for an aid car because they assumed we would all end up in the hospital. So um, I went off the cliff between Banff and Jasper, and uh, my husband had passed out at the wheel as we were coming, leaving Banff, going down the mountainside. And as he passed out, his he, he was the wheel in his hands were turned towards the cliff edge. And guess what? The wheels are going towards the cliff, and now all of a sudden the front end of the car is off in space, and the back end of the car wheels are on the ground. And the angel came and put my hand on the wheel and said, turn it this way so when we get you back on the shoulder, the car wheels will be going the right direction. And that was a spooky thing because I didn't know angels could literally touch you and move your hand. So they moved my hand so that the, the steering wheel was in the uh, would turn the wheels to be in the right direction. So um, then one of my angels uh, see I have I've had six angels all my life to keep me alive. So it, Jennifer was out in front of the car holding onto the front end of the car so it wouldn't go down. And so she moved the car over to the shoulder and we were back on the road uh, safely and didn't actually didn't actually go. Well, we were off the cliff, but we didn't drop. She just picked the car up before it did drop and moved us back onto the road. So those are two oh, of the exciting God. stories. And, and yeah. it's, it's really interesting how angels have come and helped me. Uh, well, in fact, I have a, uh, another story about a cliff, and God showed up. Um, because of the two experiences on the cliff situations, uh, my boyfriend and I were traveling to see my grandsons in Idaho, and it's a very mountainous state if you've ever been there. And as we were traveling, this road was a very precarious road with no shoulder at all. And the tire was right on the edge of the road, and there's no shoulder. I mean, I looked down to see the tire right. I mean, it was like one inch more, and we would have been off the cliff, and I screamed and yelled bloody murder. He says, what's going on? And I thought we were going off, you know. So God literally took me out of my body and and carried me over the side of the cliff. And he said, look down. And you couldn't see the bottom of this. The trees were so dense. You couldn't see the bottom. And he says, if, if this were to happen, you will leave your body and you would be safe and you would not have to be afraid of going off a cliff because you would be in the arms of God and you would be safe that way. The car would go down, but you're in spirit, and you're not going to go down. So he wanted me to quit having this 
fear of going through mountainous roads, obviously, and knowing that I would just move out of my body and be okay, and I could watch the whole thing. Did I lose you? Hello? No, oh, sorry, I had muted myself for a second. Yeah, it's like front row seats on the disaster without having it affect you personally. So it's exactly. true that if you're ever... Uh, it's true that if you're ever in a life-threatening situation, you cannot die before your time. Your angels will intervene. Well, when my husband attacked me a couple times, one of the times was um, I, I was going to become another Nicole Simpson that night, and I knew it, and he had me cornered. Wow. And um, I was definitely terrified, and my husband was coming after me in this rage where his muscles were literally quaking. And uh, because he didn't have a shirt on, I could see how enraged he was. And I had gone against his wishes. And, of course, this is domestic violence time. And I'd gone against his wishes. And the punishment was I was going to be demolished. And so all of a sudden, as he's coming towards me to, you know, (laughs) I really did. There's been several times when I thought I was going to die. I thought that night was one of the nights. I thought I've had it at this point. Angels held him like he was a statue. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't come any closer. Time stood still. It was the most amazing feeling. I'm standing there traumatized, and all of a sudden, he's held in place. He can't move. Nothing's going on. It's totally, um, I don't know how how you can put words to it, but nothing was going on. Time stood still. And he was being held, and I, I heard the voice, and the voice said, um, the short story of it is I was to pray for him. And I didn't know quite what to pray, so they said, well, think of the words of ch- at church about G- uh, the words of Jesus on the cross. But it wasn't Easter. But I, when I got to God forgive him for he knows not what he does, then things started to happen. And, and I said, well, now what do I do? So they there wasn't any response back to me. The silent voice didn't say anything more, so I prayed it again. God forgive him, for he knows not what he wants. And mm. the voice said, now you can leave the room. And I said, you got to be kidding. I have to walk. It's a tiny little bedroom. I'll have to walk right by him, and that's the end of me. So the angels escorted me out of the room so I'd be safe, because I did actually touch him on the way out, and I thought, oh, man, I've had it now. And I thought that would break the spell. So I got out into the hallway, turned around really fast to see what was going to happen behind me, and he came out of the room with the funniest look on his... I wish I'd had a camera. He went to one end of the house, and I went to the other end, and he never touched me again. And what I found out was if you send love to somebody, they can't attack you. And that's what, see, I was wow. supposed to go through all these things to help people find out what the answers are. And so in domestic violence, uh, violence, both people are totally immature little kids trying to make it in an adult world scared to death. And they're like mm-hmm. the Bob's twins. And when somebody gets upset, they attack the other. And in my case, he was the physical one to attack. And what I discovered is I'm the attacking him emotionally but you can't see ah. is it, what you can't see is that when you try to defend yourself it's like an attack on another person and it's like i took out an invisible gun and would shoot him 
And, of course, he's going to retaliate, so that's the physical part, and then he's called the bad guy. But it really starts with the woman trying to defend herself, and then he's trying to defend himself, and, of course, it becomes into a, a domestic violent fight. So when I started praying for him, uh, because I discovered that was the answer, he never touched me again, and he ended up... Now, here's a, he was a psychopath, alcoholic, sex addict, rageaholic. What I discovered is a psychopath can't handle love, and he left. Now, most women in domestic violence don't get anything because they're lucky to get out with their lives. Well, in this case, he couldn't handle love, and he left, and I was able to stay in the house, and I'm still in that house. So Wow. Yeah, so, you know, when you get the answers, there's really good answers to how to solve these problems. What I know today is love never fails. If we use love in our lives, no matter what's going on, it's going to resolve it, and nobody's going to be hurt. So, so, you know, Marianne Williamson always says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. And I always loved that, and I I feel that. You know, when you're in a state of fear, you attract that. But other people have definitely um, criticized that and, and me saying that, saying, like, you don't understand. We, you know, kids need to be trained with self-defense and all this, you know, prepared for the crazy world because any, anyone can come at you any time, you know, that it's ridiculous to, to be like some lamb led to the slaughter kind of a thing, just like in a state of love and you're, and you're in, in this fear-based world where there is so much darkness and fear. You're basically like saying, take advantage of me, hurt me. So what do you feel about that? What I discovered is if you keep your fear, you're going to attract fear. So that's why I became, yeah. well, that's why I became fearless. <clears throat> also, what I know about love is that in the Bible it talks about your armor of God, and it's not a metal armor like a knight in shining armor. It's the armor of love. So when you're wearing love or you're involved with and in, consumed with love, you can't be attacked. That's your protection is love. And so I've discovered that I had to release every fear. That's, I talk about that in my book, Paradigm Busters Reveal the Real You, how to release all your fears, guilt, shame, resentments, your angers, because what you hang on to, you're going to attract more of it. You're the magnet, and that's what people don't understand. They want to, they, they're a victim. They say, oh, this is happening to me. This is happening. Well, get rid of it so it doesn't happen to you anymore. So yes. when I got rid of all my fear and became fearless, you know what I found out? What? Well, it, it can be called Christ consciousness. That's what a church person would call it. it it's called maturity. A little kid mm-hmm. has fear. A little kid is afraid of the dark. Well, the God's light. Turn on the light and there is no more fear. There's no boogeyman. So, And if yes. you're angry, it's a little kid throwing a temper tantrum. He didn't get his way. It didn't go the way he wanted it to go. You aren't doing what he wants you to do, and you aren't doing it the way he thinks you should be doing it. I had to give up my reacting like a child and grow into responding like a mature, loving, compassionate person. Beautiful. And now you're here to lead others the same way. So if someone wants a reading or a session with you, what's the best way to reach you? All right. <clears throat> My email is Marilyn, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, at angelicasgifts.com. My website is Angelica's Gifts. You can reach me off my website. I'm also on Google. Angelica's Gifts is A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-S-G-I-F-T-S.com. Now, Angelica is one of my angels. 
And so it's my Angelica's spiritual gifts, the spiritual gifts I have. That's why my website's called that. So my phone number is 253-845-4907. So email me or phone me, 253-845-4907. We can use Skype or we can use the telephone or uh, whatever source that we can connect. If somebody's locally in Washington State, I'd love to have people show up and we you know, do it right here. So there's lots of ways to connect with me, and I have done readings as far as Australia, and, you know, we just have a really great time. Whoever is interested and wants help, I'm. that's why I'm here, to be of service, and whatever I can do to help is what makes me happy. Wonderful. Thank you so much, and we're going to be taking some callers now. So if you're listening and would like a free mini reading from me or Marilyn or have questions for your angels or guides, Press 1 so you can be in the queue. And listen to International Angels Network six days a week where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. And we also take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcast on Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, CastBox, Podtail, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, and Apple Music as well. Our online radio network has started a membership program that will help spiritual entrepreneurs to expand their businesses. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide. And you can learn more or register at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. So I am Shishi O'Donnell. I love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program, and I also love helping people to connect with their angels and guides and to get peace of mind through my angel readings. And for info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, divineguidancereadingswithans.com, or you can follow or friend me on social media, I am Shishi O'Donnell on Facebook, that's S-H-E hyphen S-H-E, or Angel Shishi on Instagram, or Divine Guidance Readings uh, with Angel Shishi on Facebook. So also all of our shows are now on YouTube, so please go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, and make sure to subscribe and click the bell icon to get um, notifications. For every 100th subscriber, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. Once again, make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or Marilyn. Get a free mini reading. Um, And we're uh, now going to be seeing who's on the line here. So we have one second. I'm also on YouTube if people – I have 169 videos on YouTube – and my blog is MarilynRedmondBooks.blogspot.com. So there's lots of ways to get a hold of me, and my uh, books are at Amazon.com. Yes, wonderful. And 10 books, that's so incredible. So we have Teresa from California. Teresa, are you there? I Thank you for taking my call, ladies. Hi, Teresa. So, How are you? Hi. What can we do for you? Well... I wanted to know, there's just been a lot going on for me in these last couple of weeks. I've lost a really close cousin to me, and then last week I lost my husband. And mm. then this 
this week my landlord tells me I have to get out of the house and I don't have any money to move. So I don't know I don't I don't know <laughs> I'm well, called today. Is I don't I don't know what to do. I I don't feel afraid. Yeah. I don't feel there's anything to fear for some reason. Yeah. But I'm good for you. Confused. Yeah. But you're like pretty much like starting over like completely just your yeah, that's pretty intense. Um, the first thing I got is um your your home is protected by angels. So even though you're being told to leave, I feel that's you. It says, you um, Archangel Michael, thank you for watching over my home and its inhabitants. I ask that you post guardian angels at each window and door, ensuring its security. And thank you for guiding my finances so I can easily afford to pay my rent, mortgage, or taxes. So the first thing I would highly suggest and recommend is for you to just surrender. And it sounds like you're in that place. You're not afraid. You really have no idea what to do. Let's just surrender this whole situation. First of all, your husband and cousin on the other side definitely are going to be helping you (laughs) set things up for you. There's not, you, there is a safety net. God has a plan, and God is going to make a way where there's seemingly no way. So you now have to be at the, uh, the resonating frequency of faith, which it sounds like even though you're grieving and you don't know which way is up or down, somehow you're not in a space of fear. You're in a space of slight you know, confusion and wondering, but that's pretty incredible. Most people in your situation would be really terrified. So I want to really congratulate you and honor you for how spiritually you must be quite advanced to be able to be in a state of surrender and inner peace despite the craziness of your outside circumstances. Um, I also got notice the signs and ground yourself. So you being outside, connecting to the earth, feet on the earth, breathing, noticing nature around you is going to really be healing and help you connect your intuition. And as um, Marilyn was saying, we've never had this kind of influx of photons coming in and Christ consciousness and availability for love to pour down on us and um, guidance moment by moment. You're not going to be left behind or in the lurch. There is going to be a divine solution that's forthcoming. However, it's going to be given in the moment. Um, And the the other card I got is um, thank you for letting me lean on your strength, um, Archangel Michael, and for reminding me of my personal power Please guide me to manifest and heal according to divine will, creating peace and blessings. So you are more powerful than you think. And even though it seems like life is randomly happening to you, why don't you get into your divine awareness of your true divine nature and imagine, use your creative powers, what would be a, a beautiful scenario for you? Where would you like to live? You don't have to know how because you don't have the money to move. You have to just be willing to envision what your ideal scenario is and have very high faith and wait for these doors to open and for you to be guided. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know where I want to go. I want to go back to the town I was living in before I moved here. I've been wanting to go back. Um, Marilyn, do you have some guidance for Donna? I mean, sorry, Teresa, for Teresa? You gave her some really, really good information. But when people die, this is actually an opportunity because what happens is we've relied on people outside of us to take care of us or to be there or be our security blanket to provide or however that looks in your situation. And when they leave, 
that's your opportunity to look within and follow the confidence and the faith that she was talking to you about and listen to your inner self and your intuition and follow that voice inside that gives you direction because the direction's there. You just have to open up and pay attention and be aware. So as those people have left your life, you probably feel like you're walking without anything under your feet. You know, it's like your basis of your life is gone. Just think of as you're walking in faith, and that means to turn within you can't depend on people that used to be there. You're going to have to depend on the God within, that God wants the best for you. This is all a turning point for you to move into a higher place of faith and confidence that between you and God there isn't anything that you can't handle. All things work for those that love God and are in his path. So this is teaching you to turn within and all that other information was marvelous that she gave you. So hang on to that. And just know this is a terrific opportunity to move into knowing and trusting that inner part of you that maybe you haven't really opened up to before. Does that help, okay. um, Teresa? And I work, I work with Archangel Michael every day, every night yes. and every morning. I work with Archangel and Michael. And he's got your back. <laughs> he's totally got your back. You can completely trust. Because he will help you. As long as you're staying clear and tuned in, you'll know exactly where to go. You just keep imagining it in extreme detail, being grateful before it's even happening, and knowing with beyond a shadow of a doubt with unshakable faith that it will be so. And thank you for your call. We're giving you a hug through the phone. Many blessings. You're not alone. You have many angels around you that are helping you, including, obviously, Archangel Michael is one of your guides. You know, he helps people to get the courage to make life changes. So he's obviously, that's probably why you're not afraid. He's totally with you, helping you know, don't fear. It's going gonna, it's gonna to work out. But you're obviously being catapulted to the next level of your growth for your growth and evolution. So even though it's a little bit sketchy right now, you will be look back a year from now and be like, oh, my gosh, my life is amazing. Thank, you know, even though it was a crisis and, and quote-unquote tragedy and certain things that felt beyond your control, you'll see it from the divine perspective later and understand the big picture. So thank you. Thank I'm you. I'm going to call you in a year. I'm going to call you in a year. <laughs> yeah. And call us in two weeks when you get your new place too. <laughs> you don't have to wait for a year. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Love. Have a great evening. Bye-bye. So we have Donna. Bye-bye, honey. Bye. So we have Donna from California as well. Donna, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Thank you for taking my call. Hi, Donna. What can we do for you? Hi. So I do, okay, I meditate every morning for about a half an hour, and about six weeks ago I was sitting in my meditation, and I'd been asking the universe to bring in a male partner for me and also more money somehow so I can pay mm-hmm. my debts and go traveling. And all of a sudden I got this message, I don't know where it came from, but it came in very lovingly and soft and gentle and said it's coming soon. And then I felt all this gratefulness and love in my heart area. I want to know what you're picking up about that because I've been asking for these two things. Well, I did get a favorable outcome. Thank you for the beautiful this beautiful outcome to this situation, which is perfect and fair for everyone involved. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for helping me to trust and have faith. Um, focus on divine and perfect health. Not just physical health, but, you know, just well-being and financial health and support. And then take your time making this decision. So, Archangel Michael, please help me stay strong and relaxed as I approach the situation. 
Remind me to detach and step back, allowing the situation to naturally unfold. Thank you for protecting me. So your question is, you have this beautiful feeling that something good is coming in your life, a male partner yeah. and money. Is that correct? Right. So, yeah. Okay, that is that is true. However, the timing of that um, is um, because you're – Seeing it like it's not necessarily, it's almost like you're perceiving it as something that's going to happen. When will it happen? The angels want you yeah. to feel it like it's happening now. So oh, when you're okay. guided to go somewhere and and meet this man, obviously he's not going to be delivered to you in a, in like a with a stork and in a diaper on your front porch. You know, <laughs> you have to go places <laughs> to be able to meet him. Or maybe that could happen. I don't know. I, I, crazier things happen. <laughs> I found my boyfriend in the hot tub at at the gym. So you know, it, it could happen. But you do actually have to go places and be willing to interact with people and follow your guidance. Um, but it's not, I don't feel it's like it's happening at this, when it says take your time making this decision, um, that seems almost at odds with, is it happening now? This is something that's going to be evolving because you're in control and you're, you're going to be speaking it into existence and praying it into existence and accepting it, like opening to allow these blessings, whether it's love or money to come in to be open and allowing it and also taking divinely guided action each moment when you're being guided to go wherever you're supposed to go. What about you, Marilyn? Do you have any advice for Teresa? Yeah. Sorry. Done. Sorry. You guys make up because you're both in California. Sorry. Uh That's all right. That came to me through spirit. First of all, for the attracting a fellow in your life, the universe wants you to be more specific you might make a list of the qualities you want in that person, and then you grow into those qualities. You're the magnet. You will attract what you are. That's the energy. What goes around comes around. You will attract it. So if you're looking for a spiritual person, write, write your list. Uh, maybe your number one might be spiritual. Number two might be honest or loyal or faithful or have integrity or sincerity. Whatever the qualities you're looking for, See if you can incorporate those into your life, and you will literally draw that person to you because you're the magnet. You will attract like attracts like is a universal law. And you want to use that same principle for finances. When you feel you're rich or you have feel abundance, when you feel that you have your needs are met, then guess what? They will be met because you will attract it. <clears throat> you're no longer needy. So the, the abundance is already there sitting waiting for you. It's what's in the way of it. And you're, anything that you have in the past made comments about, I don't have enough money or this isn't going to make it till the end of the month or whatever, those ideas have to leave because you ha- can't attract money from a negative point of view. You have to feel that you are in abundance and it's there and will manifest in your life if you have that energy in you you're the magnet again so what i one day i was traveling down the road and all of a sudden i felt this abundance in me around me it went past the car it went beyond the sides of the roads and i don't know today that our abundance is just waiting for us all we have to do is get rid of any thoughts that prevent it from manifesting it's already in your escrow it's sitting there waiting for you so anything that pops into your head that might deter it, say, you know, I humbly release this and replace it with love and grace. So 
so that you no longer have any obstacles to attracting that money into your life is sitting there waiting for you so you can go for it. Just make sure you don't have any resistance. Great advice. Thank you so much, Marilyn. And thank you, Donna, for your call. We have Tatiana from Hawaii on the phone. Tatiana, are you there? Hello. Hi, I'm here. It's Tati, the Tati I know. Hi. Yes, it is. Hi. I recognize your voice. Oh, my gosh. So how's it going? You're in Maui. I'm in Maui. It's going really, really great. I love it here. It's so beautiful. Wonderful. So what can we do for you? Would you like a reading? Sure, yeah. Well, I I kind of tried to formulate my question. Um, It's a little similar to the second caller, but it's quite different in a way. I... So I have a pattern that shows up for me in relationships with the masculine, and I am really calling in my, you know, I'd like to have a family, I'd like to have a child, I'd like to have a a soulmate, you know, in the right and the perfect time, and my pattern is that um, the relationship will start and be really beautiful for, say, three, four months, and then it usually there will be some conflicts and anxiety, and what I'm really working on is integrating my the work I've been doing and all of the things and like healing all of my childhood wounds because I feel like there's trauma that keeps getting repeated and bringing up anxiety and security in my relationships. Um, mm. So just looking at, you know, integrating all of that, I'm just wondering if you have any, I don't know, just general guidance because I have done so, so, so much work around this and it's just this pattern that repeats itself. You know, the relationship's beautiful and then they usually end in less than six months and it's been my last three relationships and I'm just at a place where I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? What's the next step? Um, I'm doing so many things already. But any, mm. any general guidance on those things? Like just healing this childhood trauma, these old old things that kind of keep resurfacing. Yeah. So that's kind of well, it. Mar- and is, Mar- is there a specific time that's coming or, you know, what? Yeah. yeah anything. That's it. So um, I pulled some cards, and uh, I've worked with you before. I'd love Marilyn to take this because she's an expert in this area. But the cards I got are have faith. Your prayers are manifesting. Remain positive and follow your guidance. Prayer will help this situation. So basically we're asking Archangel Michael to intervene and transmute her circumstances, her patterns, to the highest vibration of unconditional love so that she can magnetize this true love that she's imagining, and then focus on service. So your soul desires to joyfully serve and swim in the constant stream of bliss. This stream continuously feeds you everything you need. Put your entire focus upon staying in this stream of giving and receiving in every situation and all you do. And I feel that you've been in a loop with this whole thing with relationships and wanting a relationship And I think if you were to put less focus on that and more, I know you are of service, but a little more on being of service and and you're going to magnetize them through you being at your highest vibration. Like when I've seen you leading um, cacao ceremonies and singing and doing the work that you do, you know, that, that someone is going, a man is going to see you in action doing your service work and be completely attracted to you. But you're not going to be all about what are we going to get married, what's going to happen. You're going to be so passionate about your soul's purpose that he'll be drawn to you. That's what I feel has been a little missing. There's been too much searching for this Mr. Right and too much wrapped into attachment of it. And how about you, Marilyn? Do you have advice for her? Yeah. Uh, what I'm picking up is is that she's looking for the perfect match. What I've found and what is my experience is that you will find the right perfect person for you to continue learning spiritual growth. 
and and giving to others and being like she said get into volunteer work or or like-minded type activities and things that's a perfect place to find somebody that you're looking for and instead of being a taker what can you give what can you contribute because when the more you give that's the kind of person you want to attract and the more you give the more you have to give so instead of being a needy person and I kind of hear you coming from a, a sense of neediness. So if you feel like you have everything you need and you're ready to participate by contributing to others because you aren't needy anymore, if, you, if, you, if there's something in your life where you feel like you're still not complete in that area, whatever it takes so that, that uh, part of your life feels filled and fulfilled and it, you've come to a completion that, okay, now I'm a whole person, you know, our childhood really dominates what's going on with the person that we connect with, you know, and so you're going to connect with the person that's still going to give you lessons to learn. They're going to be a reflection and a mirror of you. So the more that you make yourself into that person you want to attract, you become what you want to attract. So in doing that, hopefully you will eliminate your ego. The perfect relationship, nobody has an ego, Nobody has to be right. You've got to be happy than right. And I had a client show up, for, and I really suggest some past life regression work. So this lady showed up. She was very codependent, kept repeating the same kind of guy in her life that she didn't want to have another codependent fellow. And in the middle of the regression, she realized what she was doing, and she shouted out, is that what I'm doing? I don't have to repeat that. I don't have to do that anymore. So look at a pattern that you maybe have had with these past relationships. Identify, write it out on paper. Identify what is the thread that's running through these that keeps repeating. Maybe you've heard the phrase doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's called insanity. So change your pattern. When you change your pattern, you're going to find a different kind of a relationship with a person that's probably more agreeable and harmonious with what you're trying to do. So there's no magic wand, and there's still going to be spiritual growth coming along, but the more that you're in tune and in harmony because you have changed, you then will find somebody who is on the same wavelength to what you've become, and you're going to have a better chance of finding that person you're really going to be. Okay, sorry to interrupt you, honey, but I hope that helps, Tatiana, and thank you so much, Marilyn. Thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, and thank you for all your wisdom, Marilyn, and um, check her out at angelicasgifts.com. Have a beautiful week, everyone, and we will catch you next, um, uh, all, actually, it's six days a week. You can check out the internationalangelsnetwork.com to find out all our, our hosts and the schedules. My next show is next Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a blessed week.